Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 138th episode of the Voluntary Reviewing Podcast, recorded on April 3rd, 2021. Y'all missed, y'all missed some spicy stuff going into this one, but uh, don't worry. We'll, we'll, keep it, we'll keep it elevated, because on the podcast today, we have a man who knows that Mecha Godzilla is a way cooler name than Robo Godzilla, Andrew Clark. That's me. I'm the one that corrected the man in the movie when he said, oh my god, that's like a robo-Godzilla, and they said, no, it's not. It's Mecha-Godzilla, even though that's not a name that has ever been, like, spoken in this, like, iteration of the franchise, because, yeah, it's like a new thing, like, oh my god, what's that? And you're like, it's Mecha-Godzilla. That, that wouldn't be anyone's first name for seeing it. No, it would be Robot Godzilla. If we saw that right now, we would be like, wow, that's that's a Robot Godzilla. No, And if someone said, no, it's Mecha Godzilla, I'd say, well, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> but they, does Godzilla exist? Yes. Because Godzilla yeah. exists in our universe. Yeah. Like the movies. So if uh-huh. someone said, no, that's Mecha Godzilla, it would be oh, like, you yeah. Mean- uh-huh. In oh, yeah. our, in if, our if world, God- if there was a 40-foot right. yeah. tall robotic yeah. Godzilla... And someone said, it's a robot Godzilla. And they said, no, it's Mecha Godzilla. That person's cool because Mecha Godzilla was a movie. (laughs) Yeah, a couple of them. If if the Godzilla movies existed in the legendary Godzilla (laughs) movie series that have been coming out for the last couple of years, then fine. (laughs) We don't know that they don't. (laughs) If Kaiju exists, who's to say they didn't make movies? It's still a dude in a suit. Like the old uh, Japanese Godzilla movies, they're like, oh, wow, we should make movies about this giant monster that's terrorizing our real world. <laughs> Let's just have a dude in a rubber suit do it. <laughs> also on the podcast today, we have a man who would rather watch uh, Inception in Fortnite than Tenet at all. Ryan Holtz. <laughs> Inception in Fortnite, as like the fourteenth time that I've seen Inception, <laughs> a little bit different, but oh, yeah. yeah, no. Instead of watching Godzilla versus Kong with you guys, I uh, watched uh, Sunderland Till I Die, which is a documentary about an English football club that I, if you remember, uh, the Ballad of Luca Tony. <laughs> oh. That is a football club that I took control of. And Netflix made a Netflix show about it. And I was like, holy shit, I have, like, actual affinity for this program now. And two episodes in, I got the itch and bought FIFA 21 so that yeah. I could rebuild Sunderland. Because they're down bad, y'all. They're, <laughs> they're down real bad. In, in, in my universe, uh, we won, like, six straight Premier League titles. Um as you know, in English soccer, when the Premier League, uh, when you finish in the bottom three of the Premier League, you get relegated to the next league, like the yeah. worst league. They got relegated and then finished in the bottom three again and got relegated again. They're now in the third highest league of English soccer. And I'm trying to bring them back, baby. Oh, that is so, incredible. Yeah, that's, that's what I do when I'm sick. I just fucking dig in and do some weird shit for a long time yeah 
Uh, and then last but not least on the podcast today is a man who is apparently built different than Don Cheadle because if I, Lucas DeRider, were to challenge LeBron James to something, basketball would be the last thing I would pick. Maybe that's just me. You know? I saw the Space Jam 2 trailer. I put Yeah, I put that in the film, but we can talk about that now. Oh, so, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, mute yourself and leave the call and watch it. <laughs> it won't be Lucas Stalker. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, isn't that part of it, though, probably for Don Cheadle? Like, right. He, I, I he wanna, wants to yeah. beat LeBron at his own game? I, no, it's absolutely the Talladega Knights. Like, I need... I'm going to beat you who is the best at this thing and then, like, prove once and for all that I am the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go leave the room and watch the trailer. Huh? Yeah. I'll come back. You guys You guys can talk about the trailer. I'll, I'll, I'll come back. Watch it on one and a half uh, speed or whatever on YouTube. <laughs> it's a long you trailer. Speed it up. It, yeah, it's like two and a half minutes. So, yeah, just watch on one and a half speed. You'll get back in a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. All right. Andrew's going to have fun with that. Um, I, find I don't know it, where he's going to watch the trailer. Probably on his phone. I find it <laughs> odd theater. that they have to build in a narrative excuse for the cartoons being around when everybody just accepted, yeah, Looney Tunes are real in the first movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's the first movie canon. We didn't really get right. any hints about it uh, in this one, that, like whether or not they were going to reference like Michael Jordan and stuff like that and... The fact that he beat the Monstars. Right. Also, what's better, the Monstars or the Goon Squad? What's, Absolutely what's a better name for the Monstars. Like Goon I don't squad. know. I kind of lean towards that's that's nostalgia speaking, um, especially because the Toon Squad is so well known now. I think that kind of lends itself pretty well to the Goon Squad. I mean, if they gone with Goon Gang, then maybe. No, but because it's a play on the Toon Squad. All right. The Toon Squad from the first one, man. And then they're like, this is the fucking Goon Squad. <laughs> and it reminded me of Dodgeball, and underdog story, where it's like, laser, blazer. <laughs> like, just fucking naming all the fucking stupid-ass uh, extra people. Okay, so it is branded as Space Jam, A New Legacy. So It's not Space Jam 2? No. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that almost seems like a reboot, and there's not going to be any canon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they have to give it a narrative reason for them existing. But like LeBron is sometimes in live action in the trailer, and sometimes animated in the trailer, which is just I think a consequence of having to yeah. cut together a cohesive trailer. But like, he's in even when he's live action, he's in Cartoon World, right? Or am I wrong? Uh, no, I think that is. Um... That, that that is like the mechanics of this. When he is in Cartoon World, he's a two D cartoon. But when like they're back in real life or just not on Cartoon Planet, whatever's happening there, uh, he's real. And that's when all the Looney Tunes characters switch to uh, CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a complete coincidence? Because I remember this. It was from like Merry Melodies, and then that became Looney Tunes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Is it? It must. Is it a complete coincidence that, like, the word tune, as in, like, a musical tune, and cartoon, like, an abbreviation for cartoon, are exactly the same, and it gets really weird? I hated it when the they sent him 
to Toon World, and it was yeah. T U N E World, right? which is makes sense because Looney Tunes. Yeah. So it's it's a Looney Tunes world, which is T U N E S. But then like. It's Toon World. You'd think that'd be cartoon, like T O O N. Yeah. So like, what a fucking, what is that a complete is it, coincidence? Is it? Oh God! Now I am, now I'm getting like a Berenstein Bear effect. Is it t- Looney Tune T O O N or T U N E? T U N E S. Jesus. Yeah, Looney Tunes is like musical tunes. It's like because it came from Merry Melodies. Yeah. Which was. Yeah, musical and stuff. That stuff. And then it became Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. Mm-hmm. Andrew, we're talking about how the guy sends him to Toon World in the trailer, mm-hmm. but they spell it T-U-N-E, which makes sense because Looney Tunes. But then, like, Toon, T-O-O-N. And it, it, is, is it a complete coincidence that uh, Toons and Looney Tunes are fucking the exact same word? Because it's annoying. What in the Matrix hell? <laughs> that was so dumb. Oh, boy. Bad, bad line. What in, what in the Matrix hell is this? That was straight up Will Smith, right? Yeah. I, Are they, yeah, where they tr- they kind of went Ready Player One for a minute there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Iron Giant. Y'all like that shit, right? Yeah. Game I, of Thrones? I did half exp- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's WB. That thing that yeah. got completely eliminated from the cultural <laughs> cultural landscape yeah, but, yeah. forever yeah but like it still did better than most things ever have a, a hope of ever achieving it it did but like i i know for a fact that it is never going to be as talked about as the I, other peak like premium shows because of how it ended there i was talking on a conference call uh, 2 days ago with someone who said that they just watched game of thrones <laughs> They binged through the whole series. They're like, I finally got around to it. And they're like, yeah, it was it was really good. I like binged it all in like a couple of weeks. And someone else said, oh my God, so what did you think of the ending? And he was like, eh. And then, and then it was like, what? I thought it was great. Like, I thought it was a great ending. And I was like, what? Nobody thought that. Nobody thought that. Andrew, I need you to get in touch with your HR department right now. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> cool lebron james actual actor now and like every other actor he is exactly as good as the material he has to work with which from the trailer at least not a lot and um i think the game of thrones thing might be a a consequence of this movie was absolutely written or being written as the last season was coming out yeah Mm -hmm. or or even before that it's been a development for so long right and me and ian were talking about it because he had said that Kyrie. Kyrie Irving was going to be in it, and I was like, I don't think mm-hmm. so, because Kyrie does not like LeBron, and, yeah, <laughs> and, and LeBron is indifferent. And yeah, exactly. I was like, maybe he was planned way back when it started entering development, when LeBron was still on the Cavs and stuff, but there's no way, I feel like in the modern version, and then I looked through the IMDb, and he wasn't on there, and there was a few NBA players, like Damian Lillard and Draymond Green and uh, Kyle Kuzma, and I was like, fucking Kuzma's <laughs> in this shit, god damn it. <laughs> what? Wait, are are those people all actually in it, or are mm-hmm. those just rumors? Oh my god! No, that's that's on the IMDb cast. Damian Lillard, Kyle Kuzma, Draymond Green, uh, Diana Taurasi from the WNBA. Um, trying to remember, but Kyrie wasn't on there. Five, and I was five. like, if they're gonna have Kyrie, it better be like Kyrie's playing for the Goon Squad. Yeah, it's like a fucking <laughs> bad guy, <laughs> like mustache twirler villain. 
Ky- Kyrie would never have the like self-awareness to do that and be okay with it. Mm-hmm. I, I sometimes wonder. He, he It might be a Kanye type. Like, oh. Th- mm, you, th- you think he's playing a character? It, well, it might not be like that he's hyper aware and like making calculated decisions as like, oh, this will increase blah, blah, blah. But maybe like a learned behavior of like, oh, if I do this thing, people like it. So I'm going to keep doing that thing. And that's, that's like, if, if I make an outrageous claim. I get in the press like more than like yeah actually being a you know social media genius and shit like that but no i i do feel like with Kyrie in particular if if you would have i i tried to fucking workshop that because 2d animation like come on there's there's a way to get a flat flat Mm -hmm. joke in there (laughs) i'm just not smart enough i just keep saying dumb shit and people just keep loving it i don't get it okay uh (laughs) Five bucks says five bucks says they had to cut a Kobe joke from this movie at some point. Hmm. Or Kobe would have been in it. Who knows? Yeah, yeah maybe. There's a lot of shit that's probably had to come in and out of this monstrosity. Mm. It's not gonna be good, and everyone's gonna say it's because no. oh, it's never gonna be as good as the original. Watch the fucking original. It's not good. No, like, not a good yeah. movie. It's just it's just iconic. Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. Michael Jordan's but an like, awful actor. Like right? LeBron yeah. James. Is passable for a non-actor. LeBron James is probably in the yeah. top one percent. Le- LeBron like, James has worked yeah. on yeah. film before. Like he's he has he cr- he's kind a, of knows what it is. He's a charismatic yeah, you know, guy who like yeah, dude. He's he's got character. Presence. He's very likable. But um, that's you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> and and I wondered if that was a part of because Lucas, you said like oh in the first one they just pretended like Looney Tunes were real and like yeah. just kind of got over that pretty quickly. And this one, they had to have a little plot point. I wonder if it's so that they could animate LeBron to take off some of the hard work of physically acting. Yeah. Like, and, and instead just have him voice acting, which I know I've had this whole, we've had this whole debate yeah. about the difficulty of voice acting versus real acting. And I've definitely always been in that pretty firmly that quote unquote real acting with your actual body is harder than voice acting and i know that that's controversial but <laughs> it could be part of it i don't know they're different disciplines um yeah uh speaking of monstrosities we got a doozy to start out news of the week so uh cd project red after releasing a giant massive ass uh patch to cyberpunk that uh, fix some bugs and, and not really anything else. <laughs> didn't didn't it, so the game is playable now on last gen consoles. It just doesn't look great. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven on the PS five looks like a mid level to early PS four game, <laughs> and Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven on the PS four currently looks like a a late gen PS three game. <laughs> Whereas when it first released, it looked just like a straight-up PlayStation 2 game. Um, is it on the store yet for PS4? No, 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 it's not. Still no, not you, on the you, store. You have to buy a physical copy if you want to play it on PlayStation. Um, unless you downloaded it before it got taken off, which was early. It was like two was or three pretty, days in. Yeah, pretty yeah. quick. Um, but then they kind of had some news about the future of their studio, and it says that they are going to start working on the next uh, Witcher and Cyberpunk games starting in 2022. 
meaning that uh, Cyberpunk 2077 will probably be perfect and uh, everything that people thought it would be by then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sounds right And to that me. also means that, yeah, we'll probably get The Witcher 4 in 2033 <laughs> and we'll get Cyberpunk 2099 in 3005. <laughs> no, I mean, they put it in the title, Cyberpunk 2077. This game will be finished and perfect by 2077. It's right there in the name, guys. Come on. At which point it'll just be a real-life simulation. Yes. <laughs> I love that, yeah, fucking... In 2022, they're going to work on the next Cyberpunk game. <laughs> yeah, they're going to... I, I didn't think this was going to be a game that got sequels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, okay, so it sounds like the number one issue with Cyberpunk 2077 is just a matter of scope and not really refining ideas as quickly early on as they needed to. So if they have a tighter production cycle for the sequel, there's a chance that could be an actually good game, but... I, I mean, yeah, it, it is one of those things where, like, if you make a product and there are issues, you can learn from your mistakes the next time around. And I get that this was a very different game than The Witcher, but they made AAA video games before this that were extremely well-received and very polished. So Do, it's, um, it's not like, oh, this was Baby's first video game and next time around they're going to have the resources to actually do it right. Like, this is... This is a big studio. Andrew, do you get the sense that uh, CDPR has any goodwill left, or it, is that is that a wash now? If they if if they say we're gonna work on Cyberpunk twenty eighty eight or whatever the fuck they're gonna call it, the studio might go under. <laughs> if they say we're gonna work on The Witcher four or oh, okay. like The Witcher Ballad of Siri or whatever the fuck they want to call it, um, I I think that would be the right move i think people just be like okay they can put aside everything that was fucking wrong with cyberpunk for a little bit go back to what works just a a beloved video game franchise that's like really not super innovative in terms of like the gameplay and the, the mechanics in the game it's just which those work fine it's the story that and the characters and the dialogue that people really 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 like from the witcher so, in that respect, you don't have to worry about glitches and frame rate drops and last-gen hardware. Like, you just write a good video game. Speaking of a good video game, Fortnite News! It's back! SEO! Yeah! yeah. Fortnite, Fortnite! Give us clicks, Google! <laughs> We're so excited for the Microsoft suite of products. Um, <laughs> they put the Stonks meme in Fortnite. Stonks. Hell yeah. Oh my god. Diamond hands. <laughs> Stonks. Jesus Christ. This looks so bad. <laughs> Which is uh, the point. Like it's, yeah. it's not real, right? It no, was it's real. Fools. Oh, it was, this shit. was only available on April 1st for people to buy or earn. I get, I don't know, but yeah. He looks fucking terrifying. Stonks guy looks kind of terrifying. He's supposed yeah, to. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah. And now he's in a video game that people play <laughs> where he was never supposed to be. 
they could have contained him. If if Fortnite makes like a fucking Wojak <laughs> as a playable character, uh, I don't know. Mm. Might get might get scary. Fair. Um, so the second part of this next point is scary, but, uh, the first part is that Activision Blizzard confirms changes are coming to the first Warzone map by trying to bury reporting on the leaked information. Uh, also, they hired another conservative White House staffer, uh, this time Brian Bellato from the Trump administration. Yeah, it was a bunch of leaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, including like a full-blown trailer that was like just missing effects and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're we're just gonna do '80s. It's just a reskinned Verdansk in the '80s. That's, that's the new map. <laughs> I, wh- what era is the map currently from? Because that's I thought modern it was pretty descript- Okay. It's it's for modern warfare, so it's oh supposed to be kind of like now, basically. Mm. So why, Europe. when these things leaked, why are they trying to hide it so bad? It doesn't make sense to me. Because oh, they want to make an event out of it, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't ready. Like, if you watch yeah. the final trailer, mm-hmm. it was missing all sorts of effects. It looked, it was comical. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember, what was it the original Mummy trailer with Tom Cruise? Where, like, they fucked up all the sound? <laughs> Have you guys seen that? I, yeah. I don't think oh, I have. Oh, please watch that. Watch, I don't even know how you'd find it. Just like original mummy trailer with sound errors. Like, it's it's all you can only, you can only hear like bits and pieces of like dialogue every once in a while. And then like Tom Cruise screaming when like the plane <laughs> punches open. <laughs> so the plane punches open and it should be like, like wind rushing through and then Tom Cruise screaming. But all you just hear is like, Ah, like <laughs> nothing else is happening and shit. It's pretty it, funny. It, it's like that times ten because there's no visual effects. So it's someone just like jumping in front of a building that's clearly supposed to be exploding, but it's just a person jumping onto a mat. Like it is and shit like that. Uh, it. Uh, Do we ever find out how that happened? Like, did an editor just send the wrong file to? to the social media team to upload it or fuck i don't, I don't know, know. Yeah. It, 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 i mean it's i think it's coming from sources i don't think it ever went to oh okay uh like an official Warzone account uh, i think it wasn't even close to ready and either yeah someone was just like oh this will be fun to leak this shit or uh i mean there's cynical people on like the subreddit that are talking about how th- this could be uh activision's way of dulling they, they know there's going to be insane backlash if they're like, hey guys, new map's coming, and then it's just Verdansk, but 80s. Like, <laughs> so this it, it, they're saying it could be their version of just like getting out ahead of it by leaking yeah. it and like letting it slowly dissipate across the community instead of like all at once, one massive backlash. I, so What's the expression? Don't, don't attribute to malice what can be attributed to stupidity? Yeah. Mm. who knows man but it's it's funny it's worth a watch to if nothing else just to see some behind the scenes of major productions and what it ends up <laughs> what it what it does look like it reminds me of also the uh i don't know if you guys have seen um the behind the scenes from the cw dc shows i think it was supergirl and flash yeah we're doing a team up and it's like <laughs> 
Supergirl going like, I'm going to blow them away. And then she just starts like moving her arms in a circle. <laughs> and there's no visual effects. So it's just the actress going like, <laughs> being super serious. And then I think the flash like goes like, all right, I'm off. And like jumps and like, but he jumps like two inches off the ground. And it's clear that he's yeah supposed to be just like jumping and sprinting. But instead it just like... <laughs> jumps barely off the ground and then like lands and then just stands there and holds like I, it's pretty fucking great I, I remember a comment I don't know I, I don't even remember where this was that like oh man the flash is so bad now the actor doesn't even run and it's like no shit he doesn't <laughs> like, what? I don't think you know what you want you are asking for something worse He's, he wants them to film the actor just like actually running as fast as he can and then just like speed it up by 30 and like that's the effect that he's like, <laughs> <laughs> just like an old timey is he's like running along just a fucked up frame rate of yeah. the flash still running at very visible speed <laughs> something that would be described as superhuman but it just doesn't look right yeah um yeah, it looks like an old when they used to undercrank film highlights and they're kind of like running really fast in some sort mm -hmm. of sport. Like mm -hmm. Babe Ruth hits a home run and even though he looks like 300 pounds and just fat as fuck, he's like, like kind of moving around the bases like pretty quickly and you're like, he's like walking and he's fat. There's no way he's moving. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. God damn it. But actually, no, now that I think of it, I think it was the Flash that was doing the shit with his hands. Yeah. And then, like, she, like, started, like, blowing. Like, and I think it was supposed to be, like, super <laughs> breath. But all you just see is her going, like... <laughs> like and then the Flash is just like, there's too many of them. We gotta get out of here. And, like, jumps and, like, nothing happens. <laughs> so, TV's weird. Yeah. It's pretty fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. And we gotta love this first bullet in film. Andrew. King Ghidorah hacked the MAME frame. He did. That's it. Right, I do care about Godzilla vs. Kong spoilers. No. So... Andrew, do you want to do two truths and a lie about the stuff that happens in this movie and each of us alternate? Um, okay, yeah, sure. Okay, uh, so I'll do one, you do one, then I'll do the last one, okay? Mm. One of these is going to okay. be fake, Ryan. Okay. Um, King Kong knows sign language and the people who had been studying him for a decade had no idea. Andrew? Mechagodzilla is controlled like a Jaeger using the brain of King Ghidorah. There is a real hyperloop. Which of these is fake? The Hyperloop? They're all real, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very dumb, very great movie. Oh, we should have said Godzilla blows 
a hole literally through the earth out the other side yeah. with his laser breath. Godzilla drills to the center of the earth. Which is a and place. Through it. Yeah. Yeah. Shit's living down there, apparently. Yeah, no, the hollow earth is like a whole thing in the movie. And at one point, Godzilla finds like a magic, or not Godzilla, King Kong finds like a magic axe in the center of the earth. And Godzilla feels it. And so as he's terrorizing a city, he's like, hmm. Starts shooting his laser downwards, straight to the ground. Eventually, it reaches the center of the earth. And then Kong looks up. And Godzilla looks down, the hole going from the surface of the earth to the center. And then they just yell at each other. And then King Kong climbs through that hole to the surface of the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we're just in the group chat now. Uh, Godzilla <laughs> is painted to be the... Vi- you would like this movie, actually. It, it, it it's is just very, a Kong movie. Yeah, it is very it, much it, made God- by Kong stands. Um, but Godzilla is, is it though? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it is a Kong movie. Yeah. Godzilla is not in it that much. No. He's in, he's in like three scenes. Mm-hmm. Isn't it part of the Godzilla like movie universe? That was I mean, so, so is Kong. Yeah. Like, they're all in the same thing. When so was there was the last Kong entry though. What was it? Like 2016, 2017, something like that. Yeah. That makes sense. Two or three years after, uh, Godzilla yeah. came out in 2014. Yeah. yeah, Godzilla in 2014, then Kong Skull Island a couple years after that, and then Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. And Godzilla vs. Kong is mostly a King Kong movie. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, because like I said, we're Americans, and we want an underdog to win, and it makes no sense. King Kong that. doesn't win. I mean, like, it's, you know, yeah, we obviously... Yeah, we though. We're rooting for him. Yeah. We're aligned with Right. Him. I mean, well, like, the, the movie definitely wants you to root for Kong. But, like, God... They, they fight twice in the movie. Godzilla wins both times. <laughs> Even though... Candidly. <laughs> and this is why I say the movie is made by Kong stands. Because, like, after King Kong just kind of knocks Godzilla down, one of the guys is like, well, I guess Kong, I guess Kong wins round two. And then Godzilla yeah. just gets back up again. Like he, yeah, he, he just stands up and then yeah beats him down and like steps on his chest and is like I win. Yeah, and 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 before that like Kong submitted when they were fighting on the boat like from the trailers and eventually Kong just got like worn out and his ass was beat so he just lays down on the uh, uh, aircraft carrier and he's just like I give up and Godzilla just like looks at him and he's like. And then swims away. <laughs> Pathetic. Principal Skinner. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's at the like in the second fight, Godzilla steps on his chest, which, and I think he like stops his heart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he stops his heart, and he's, he's like about to like blow his head off, and then he like stops. He's like, you know what? You're not even worth it. They <laughs> he walks away. They have to give King Kong the paddles to. To get him in fighting shape again. Okay, yeah. and then this is genuinely cool. When they do, Kong gets up, and then he pops his shoulder back into place. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> his shoulder is dislocated, and he slams it into a skyscraper to pop it back in, and then does this thing, <laughs> and then it zooms in on his face. 
<laughs> and he like does the glare thing and he's like <laughs> starts running it's like a 45 year old baseball coach that hasn't <laughs> yeah. hasn't thrown in a while and kind of ooh, ah, let's get that thing this warmed movie, up a little bit uh this movie tried to make it seem like godzilla was the bad guy by well one really humanizing kong but also at the beginning Godzilla is just kind of a member of Antifa. <laughs> he destroys a mega corporation's facility. And it's not said outright, but this company is absolutely like one of the biggest polluters in the world. And Godzilla just trashes one of their plants. Um, and then there's a news caption where it's like, and eight people died in this. And like... Maybe it's just because we're close to the other end of coronavirus, but, like, that number of people... Yeah, we live in a world with giant monsters. That happens, and also the fact that that happens is a failure, not on Godzilla, but us as a society for not creating proper systems and safety measures to address this. Hold on. So Godzilla is sentient enough to not only connect dots between, like, environmentalism and human like activity well, it's, it's be- but he it's can because they're making mecha godzilla yes they're, Which... they're making mecha godzilla to kill Con- or to kill godzilla and all the other titans mm-hmm. okay and so... so it's not even an environmental thing it's just self-preservation but at the very least he can connect dots of like oh they're they're trying to kill me I'm going to kill them. Yeah. No, we've told you this before godzilla is sentient yes. like he how sentient he's like a, a character human? He yeah, doesn't Godzilla speak. as smart as a human. I King Ghidorah absolutely is, so I'm gonna say Godzilla is. Okay. So yeah. in that case, then no, he like he shouldn't be killing eight people. Like tear down the building, well no one's in it. <laughs> I don't know. Like let's let's sub Godzilla for yeah, like some uh environmental terrorist if they blew up a building and killed eight people. The headline wouldn't be like, hey, it's a win for environmentalism. It would be eight fucking people just died. <laughs> Fair. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's a movie, too. So, like, yeah. no, yeah. eight people didn't die. But, like. Uh, but, but then the last just fucking delightfully wacky thing to happen in this movie. And this is the one we let off with, actually. Um, Mega Godzilla. The control center is tied to one of King Ghidorah's heads, and there's a brain in there, and they use that to control Mechagodzilla. Because it's telepathic. Yep. Uh, King Ghidorah is telepathic, so like, oh, we used his brain to... It's like, ah, self-learning AI and shit to control Mechagodzilla because it's so complicated, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah, when they finally get the power source from the center of the earth that's strong enough to power Mechagodzilla more than a minute or two, it just takes over. <laughs> it it kills the pilot and everyone in the facility and just thinks for itself. King Ghidorah hacks into the system and takes control of Mechagodzilla. Cool. <laughs> it was one of those you had to see it to enjoy it. <laughs> King Ghidorah puts on some sunglasses and says, I'm in. 
Brian, you have to watch this movie, and as no. homework, you have to watch King of the Monsters. It's not an option. No. I'm not I, doing I, either of those things. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you understand, Ryan. I do. This isn't a request. Okay. I, I, I for one, would rank this uh, below, below King of the Monsters, personally. Uh, about on par with Kong Skull Island, but uh, this one, is my understanding pretty successful so far a lot of people watching it but box office number is a little uh, squiggly right now because of the hbo max release um so if this is what gets us to get more of these kinds of movies i'm fine with that and i hope we do also i know it was it was a solid movie it was a it was probably a better movie than king of the monsters just not enough godzilla it wasn't quite as cool king of the monsters was Quite literally, just two hours of monsters fighting, mm-hmm. <laughs> spaced out with a little bit of human shit going on. Yeah. This this was, you know, not nearly as much big monsters punching each other. Still, still good. Yeah, <laughs> still good. In spite of the fact that it wasn't just two straight hours of CGI monsters punching each other, still good. No, somehow. I don't know how they yeah. did it, but yeah. yeah really. Every year I, I see the Oscars and the movie that wins has zero hours of monsters punching each other. And I'm like, wow, how is this movie still good? It doesn't have any CGI monsters punching each how other. How do they do it? I haven't figured it out yet. All right, so this one's about a, uh, a young girl who's, you know, coming to terms with her sexuality and her abusive family. Okay, but when does the monster show up? When does what? the CGI monster show what, up? What monster? <laughs> and it punches the other monster. When does that? When? Do, when is that? Is that act? Is that the act two break? Like I'm just just trying to lay it out for me. Yeah, Wait. I imagine it's like the uh, the movies in space, the Chris and Jack short film, where <laughs> it's just different colors flashing on the screen in the same order, and he just keeps winning all the awards. No, the CGI monster has to come and punch the other CGI monster. That's that's the ticket. Wait, you guys are telling me you're not going to personify her fears and insecurities as a giant CGI monster? What are we even doing here? It's the most relatable thing on planet Earth. Uh, when, a, when a computer just takes uh, takes takes a program like 3ds max or some shit mm. and we load in assets that were created in like 2013 and then just articulate them to form a fist and connect with another asset created in 2013 and then just add a physics engine and then we're good mm. filmmaking and now since we are still technically in news going into the other category uh, new Twitch meta dropped. Hot tub streams. Oh boy. Yeah. It's just what? Uh, it just keeps happening, and right. I I keep saying guys, and then you guys always go, it's fine, and I'm like, okay. I I I don't have a deeper read into this other than <laughs> I don't know the, the the process of getting here of Twitch saying. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're not allowed to wear, like, a swimsuit or something like that unless, you know, you're at a beach or a place where a swimsuit would be appropriate. And these Twitch streamers just clapping back with, all right, guess we're getting hot tubs. 
that's kind of entertaining to me. The overarching narrative of how this has gone is entertaining mm-hmm. to me. The the meta of yep. Twitch being like, we don't mm-hmm. want this on our platform, and them always finding a way to put it on their platform, and Twitch being like, you kind of gotta admire the uh, the dedication. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I it's dumb. <laughs> there. Always, always said it. Twitch has Twitch has the right to take this shit down, and if they don't, then they have the right to not as well. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's what fucking twitch is supposed to be <laughs> i really don't but look you know you do you hot tub streamers that's fair um Ooh. oh and also hold on there's something about female korean streamers that have been getting banned for a lot less and then uh, so there's apparently ooh. a race aspect here where uh. korean streamers have been banned for less and then american streamers are just it's straight up yeah softcore porn like we you can call it what it is i'm not saying that's a negative but it is what it is well i think um korea has i don't know if this uh this applies to streams but i know korea has a lot stricter uh broadcast laws and that might apply to uh yeah but it would be well twitch that's banning them not like right but i'm saying there might be a in compliance with guidelines from the Korean oh. government, potentially. Okay. You're but saying... then they would need to ban all of these streams as well, because I... it wouldn't comply with <laughs> Korean guidelines if there's Korean viewers watching this. Because there's no, like... I'm not defending it, lo- I'm just looking for an explanation. <laughs> it, there's I'm not, saying... like, a localized versions of Twitch, right? There's not, like, Twitch Korea and Twitch Japan and no, Twitch England, right? Yeah. No. Twitch TV. Yeah, I mean, so like people in Korea can watch American streams. I don't have as as always as I've said a million times. I don't have a problem with women doing this. Mm -hmm. This is totally chill. It's always been, but this is not what that platform is. Like, fucking OnlyFans should do a Twitch, and fucking girls should absolutely be allowed to do this and make a fuck ton of money. Isn't Uh, that just chatterbait or whatever it's called? Do it on whatever platform like that, but that's that that's what you're coming for. Like I don't know. So it's it's weird that it's if you enjoy a platform that that is super mainstream and following like gaming, because once again, Twitch was a spinoff of a live action live stream mm-hmm. thing that was just like IRL streaming. Now, uh, Justin TV. Twitch was supposed to be the gaming hub. And then Twitch got so big that they introduced IRL streaming, which was the original company. And then that is now turning into, yeah, like IRL streaming is always just attractive women showing cleavage and just chatting. So So. uh, a piece of knowledge I know just from the ether and no other reason. um, (laughs) There are live streams on OnlyFans. That is a function of that platform. Cool. Yeah. That sounds like a much better platform for this type of content that you would probably, it'd probably be a lot easier to monetize mm-hmm. than Twitch. Mm. I don't know, man. All right. And since it doesn't look like we have any memes, we are going into the breakouts.
How are you liking Stardew Valley, Andrew? I'm liking it too much. <laughs> it's a five-year-old indie game that I just downloaded on my Switch because I had a gift card. And I'm like, you know what? I'm down for some chill video games. And yeah. that's what this is. It's a chill video game that lets me grow crops and raise cows and talk to people in town and go fishing and go dig up some rocks in the mines. And yeah, it's fun. I, I think I finally get why people like Minecraft. I still don't really like Minecraft. Like, I get why people like it now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this isn't the same thing as that, but yeah, I get it. Stardew Valley is just super chill. You get stuck in the, the loop of, like, going from day to day to day. It's really easy to just do that for hours and not really notice. Are So, ostensibly, I guess you could describe Stardew Valley as a cross between Animal Crossing and uh, Minecraft. Yeah. It. Do you have any kind of long-term goal in mind that you're working towards right now? Or is it still just kind of, all right, I got to get resources to do even the basic stuff. And once I get that sorted out, then I can do the the wilder stuff. Um, I'm getting to the point where, like, I'm doing some of the more advanced basic stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I just built a barn and bought some cows. And now I get milk from the cows. And I'm selling honey because i built beehives and shit like that on on top of just the regular ass farm and fishing stuff that i did before but i know that there there is like crazy shit you can do later on if you like get far enough along but i don't really have a goal yet okay i know that there is like kind of like a story going on in the background that's like magic shit that you like are trying to solve by basically raising the right kinds of crops and products and that kind of shit. Uh, not not really too deep into it yet, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, do you have any inklings towards uh, waifu? Yeah, waifu or husbando? I believe they added gay marriage in this game. Uh, yeah, you can be gay in this game. Like, there's, I think all the single people are romanceable. Uh, I, I really don't like the term waifu. <laughs> um, I don't know, there's like, one person in the game that I gave a mushroom to, and she's like, I like mushrooms. We should hang out sometime. I'm like, okay, cool. You locked that down, art. Andrew. She does sculptures and stuff. I don't know. Ooh. I'm not really in, I'm not like a dating sim kind of guy. I just want to, I just want to be a hermit and raise my cows and grow my peppers and eggplants. In Fallout 4, did you ever do any of the romance stuff? Yeah, I did. So you are a dating sim. <laughs> it's the same concept, baby. Yeah. It's not really a you know, it's not really like a dating sim though in Fallout. It's do the mission. It's do their quest and then at the end of it it's like, you "Well, to, you're dating now." Yeah. You have to build up affinity with them in order right. to unlock that quest and everything and You have to do things they like. It's the same thing. Mm. I never really figured out how the affinity system worked in Fallout because I know there's things how? that people like and things that they don't, but I never really like figured out how much like of good, a certain thing you're supposed yeah. to do. And then eventually it's just like, oh, Bruce, I need to talk to you. I am a robot girl and uh, I, I need to find the, the cure for everything. Oh, yeah. put me in a girl body and yeah. oh, 
It's great. We're married now. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, if they're, aligned, <laughs> if, if they're aligned with, like, the general, like, good side, then they'll yeah. like when you do good things and, like, take the good person option. If they're kind of aligned with the bad side or, like, more of, like, the mercenary side, mm-hmm. then they'll like when you do stuff like that. Like, if, if you, if you uh, you know, give stims to dog meat and they're a good person then they'll like you healing your dog like it's it's gotcha pretty like, straightforward yeah garvey garvey won't like it if you just start beating people up in the street but that one character who's irish for some reason totally fine <laughs> for some unknown reason uh, that that woman who was a bare knuckle boxer <laughs> oh boy yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Fallout 4 didn't age well mm. as it's like four years old. Mm. Yeah. Alright then. Fallout 4 is problematic? <laughs> Question mark? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Fallout 4 is over party? <laughs> Hashtag yes it is, yes it is, fair use. <laughs> Alright. It's April. We are in Q2 of this year, which means it is once again time for Lucas's Anime Corner. (sighs) A lot of good anime this year, this quarter. A lot of bad shit, too, but some good shit. We'll get there. (laughs) A lot of good stuff. Mostly not, but a lot of good stuff. All right. Uh, gonna start with anime. So, what has far and away been one of the most talked about, one of the most uh, covered so far, is a series called uh, Mushoku Tensai or Jobless Reincarnation. Uh, this is an isekai with some stunning animation, and according to YouTube and other people of note, it's one of the best anime ever made. Really sucks that the main character is just a pedophile. Not, yeah. What? How do you get over that, though? Right? How do you say this is one of the best ever made? Too bad it was, it's pro-Nazi. Like, what? (laughs) It's like watching, oh, yeah, exactly. It's like watching a World War II propaganda film, and it's like, man, you should really check this out. The mizzen-sen. Oh, fantastic. I, what the fuck? What the fuck, Wait, so guys? you don't like it? No, this is okay, garbage. Okay. okay, you just said it was one of the best yeah. ever made. No, we thought that you were saying, saying it was that. really good. People are saying oh, okay. that, and they okay. are dumb fucks. Gotcha, okay. gotcha. Okay. okay, no, now we understand what you were okay. saying. Yes. Yeah. Originally, you, you, we thought you were saying, like, man, this thing's really cool, guys. I love it so much. Too bad the main character pedophile. Like, <laughs> how do you get past that? But no, we get I it now. Don't, oh, oh, no. Okay, well, we're all on the same page now, but that was... I, it, it was bad for a little bit. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I know I framed this as, oh, we'll get to the bad stuff. Nope, bad stuff right away. <laughs> did you paste a new document into this planning time? Yeah, no, you I... absolutely he, know I did. Holy <laughs> fuck. I've watched a lot of anime. Um, yeah, don't don't watch this one. Doesn't matter what people say. Uh, also, don't watch The Promised Neverland. Uh, they massacred my boy and all of the other kids in the series, a dozen of which don't even show up. Really well-received manga, and they're like, no, nah, let's just skip over most of this. Let's just not show the story that was good enough to get an adaptation. 
and I do not understand why. Uh, getting to better territory, Heaven's Design Team is a cute infotainment series that centers on a team of designers and engineers creating animals on God's behalf. Uh, also has a really well done trans character, um, outside of the fact that she's uh, voiced by a man and is a trans woman. So, eh, better, not good, but better. Hori Mia. This is a cute anime about a bunch of high school kids figuring out that they have romantic feelings for each other that never really gets into the heavier shit that uh, can happen in relationships between dumb high schoolers. But uh, yeah. Also, two main characters experiment with kink in a way that not a lot of stories cover. And I don't know. I think that was handled well and pretty well done. Uh, and thus spoke Kashibe Rohan, good JoJo's horror anthology that uh, recast the titular character. So scumbag Mick, Vic Magonia isn't involved anymore. I understood that reference. Hey, he's he's still out there. Just ass out. Fucker. Uh, so I'm a spider, so what? Another isekai, except this time the main character is a low-level spider. Like, what if basically just a frost spider from skyrim um what's an isekai that is a genre of anime where a main character is transported into another world usually one based on a video game and this one's about a spider that gets transported into another world no she was a human person but then transported into a a spider yes Gotcha. It's fun. Character writing's solid. The monologues are... It's good. It's great. Not a bad time. It's not Chainsaw Man, but what is? Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Finally finished up its second core. Every iota of this series shows how much the mangaka Gigi uh, Gigi Akatumi uh, and everyone else on staff loves anime and manga even if it doesn't really do anything groundbreaking. Uh, Last episode, really beautifully made, and it's done by Studio Mappa, who are doing the Chainsaw Man anime, and I am excited. Moving into manga, One Piece. Current plot line boils down to a bunch of millennials trying to beat up billionaires to keep them from abusing even more of the power and influence they've amassed. Pretty great. Sakamoto days, uh, this manga is just kind of fat phobic. Um, no getting past that. Have to acknowledge it, though. Uh, also nails its slightly elevated reality that's helped a lot by the dirtier art style. Just, just making it feel so much more real, even as some characters have telepathy, or they fucking packed a Super Bowl with nitroglycerin and are chucking that at people, and that somehow works. It's fun. Uh, Mashal, Magic of Muscles. This is just what if Harry Potter, but the main character was a gym rat. I love it. In the past year, in My Hero Academia, the series has imprinted the message that cops are human and therefore flawed like everyone else, but also that we need to believe in them completely or else society will collapse. Um, 
Also, we should just forgive cops who do shit like domestic abuse uh, because they have it rough too. And to stifle them means to hold back the truly good ones as well, which definitely exist. Um, and also, people organizing to defend themselves and their community is both a bad idea, according to this, uh, this series, uh, and harmful to everyone. But, you know, it's totally cool when cops start going rogue to enact justice. One of the most popular <laughs> anime manga IP in the world, everyone. Fun. No. They're like Tinkerbell. They only have power if we believe in them. <laughs> yeah, yes, technically. Except cool. This is saying we definitely should, even always. And then Attack on Titan, it is one chapter away from ending. Uh, Mikasa stopped Eren from doing a genocide and then made out with his severed head. This might just be bad. This might have just always been bad. <laughs> Fucking rough, man. Mm -hmm. Gotta go take another walk. Skip some skip some rocks on the pond and I mean really dig deep. Is is Attack on Titan bad? I mean, I was a part of the Attack on Titan as over party since oh boy, maybe maybe twenty seventeen. Damn. Just you had a really good weird horror series on your hands, and then you wanted to make it a political drama, and didn't know how to write a political drama. So I don't know. It's just spiraling. Bravely default two. I'm talking a lot today. <laughs> uh. I reluctantly beat up a knight for an evil empire who seemed like a pretty cool dude, actually. I don't know. Um, I beat the evil Lord Commander who, in true JRPG fashion, was betrayed by his hot second-in-command the second it looked like he wasn't going to get the W. She's currently trying to do the apocalypse. And now I've gotten to the destroyed kingdom and am returning the crystals to stop the apocalypse. Um... Also, my characters now keep commenting of how how the game is almost over, and I'm I'm still waiting for that third act twist. I'm I'm I, I need it. Well, I'm, video I'm, games kind of struggle with that though. Like, isn't it almost bad to do that because it it does make the player start like looking forward to it being over, you know? Yeah, versus yeah. like enjoying the ride. Yep. So, so The Witcher Three, I remember, had that like exact thing, mm -hmm. where after playing the game for fifty or sixty hours, and you're coming up at the end of what ended up being the second of three acts, it everyone's like, "Oh man, the final battle is gonna happen. Better go round the country and like do the classic like better go around and grab all your friends that you made along the way to help you fight the big bad guy when he comes," and then you do that. And they're like, all right, time for the big final battle. And then it happens. And then it's like, oh, well, some stuff happened that we didn't expect. <laughs> Let's go finish this shit around. <laughs> like, you got you got another 25 hours of this left. I am. Um, I'm just yeah. like, ah, I mean, like, I'm glad that it wasn't done. And the, and the Witcher handled it pretty well. But, yeah, it's like, you think it's going to be done. And then it's like, oh, but it's not. Yeah. I, th I was thinking immediately of Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, oh, 
God, that that game ends up dragging real hard mm-hmm. by the end because it's just like obvious that the end game is coming, but it takes even if you're just focusing on the main story, it's probably yeah another good twenty hours from when they start setting up the end game to when you actually get credits. Like yeah, but then so, so like Red Dead Redemption Two, the end game of like the main story does that where. Yeah, you know it's coming, but it's there's many, many, many more missions to happen before that happens. When you learn that Arthur is dying of tuberculosis, you know the ending is near. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But near is, yeah, like 10 missions and 20 hours away. Oh. And then the game ends, and then you have the epilogue. Epilogue, which is still really long. <laughs> and the epilogue is <laughs> in two fucking parts. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you need You don't to play get it. the ending to the story if you don't play the epilogue. It's not like some goofy, like, ha, it's ha, not- this is a tack-on. This is like right. absolutely a part yeah. of the story. It's not like the, okay, and now you're this character and you get to explore the open world. No, before you can do that, you have to play the epilogue, which, which it has 10, it starts out with 10 hours of farm work. Which <laughs> I like to Stardew Valley, but Red Dead, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2 does not do uh, farm and ranch tasks very well. That, that shit's boring. And, and then it's another couple of hours of cowboy missions and then it's the end of the game Uh, it so the bravely default series their twists have always been uh, genuinely surprising um in the first one you find out right before the third act that the fucking fairy who was guiding you along and like you gotta restore the crystals to save the world blah 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 she was actually fucking evil and like the whole time you're doing that you're actually making things worse that was great uh in bravely second the sequel you j- you lose you fucking think everything's gonna be fine but then no you do end up in an impossible situation and then through a little bit of hackney time travel you do the first part of the game over again and try to set up a better situation If this game doesn't have something like that, I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't think it'll be bad, but it won't be, uh, it it won't be good. (laughs) Wow. Maybe. I don't know. It hasn't done enough for you yet. You're waiting, you're withholding judgment, but as of now, it's not there. Not, uh, not narratively, at least. The, The mechanics of this game are just fucking made for my brain chemistry but uh no the story mm, mm. so if the twist comes along that you're expecting even if it's like a good twist does the fact that you've been waiting for it to happen kind of diminish the impact a little bit for you because i i like a good twist as much as the next guy but if you're like well the other three games usually have a twist around this point, so I'm waiting for that because right now it's not great, but this twist will make it good. Is it really a good twist then? Uh, I mean... Well, I, I don't know. Then Now we're getting into conversations of the genre, and it's like... I don't know. We Everybody loved Knives Out, and the twist in that one is that... There isn't a twist, actually, right? So it, I don't know. It, it. 
Uh, it depends. There's a twist no. in Knives Out. Yeah. What do you mean? There's the like the murder reveal. I mean, like the the twist is like part of the twist is yeah he he did actually commit suicide because he wasn't going to die and he he didn't know that. But right. yeah, the twist was that Chris Evans attempted to kill his grandfather yeah. and pin it yeah. on his nurse. Well, and that and that's why all that, that was happened. The twist. Yeah, Chris yeah. Evans. Yeah, there, the reason there were, that he actually died is yeah because of Chris Evans. That's the twist. I. Yeah, but then it's. You go through that, the that whole movie, movie assuming right. she made an honest mistake, mm-hmm. and that he was cool with that, and was like, "I don't. It's an honest mistake. It's not a big deal. Uh, you should still, you know, get a portion of the fortune and everything like that." I guess. And then you realize at the end that no, it wasn't an honest mistake. She was, you know, only doing it because Chris Evans. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that the movie sets it up at one point where, oh, this isn't a whodunit. Like, this is what actually happened. And then in the third act, it, oh, no, this is actually still just a whodunit. Like, so, yeah, th- th- there was still a murder plot. Yeah. A twist? Yeah. But then it. For me, it was a twist. Fair. We all enjoyed this movie. Like, <laughs> no, yes, yes. But I'm saying, like, the twist is that, oh, no, this actually isn't breaking away from the genre. But uh, <laughs> getting back to what really matters, Bravely Default 2, um, yeah, no, if, if there isn't a twist or some kind of transformative thing coming up, then it is a little more of a bog-standard fantasy JRPG. And sure, I'll take that saccharin, but I expected a little more from the franchise near and dear to my heart so i expected some raw granulated cane sugar i it and and i only got saccharin so the uh, mm. so they established in the first and second mo- games that multiverse shit is real and you have this one that's apparently taking place in a different universe but none of the original characters are going to show up really that's come on I don't like it. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I put 65 hours into it. I kind of like it, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Ryan, you checking anything out? Um. Yeah, Sunderland Till I Die, and now my new FIFA franchise, which I'm sure I'll have updates on. So far, no one as cool as Luca Tony has emerged as a... Can you can you bring him back? Is Luca he's, Tony he's still active long in FIFA? Retired. Oh, okay. Luca Tony was like thirty six <laughs> in twenty twelve. Like he is, yeah, long, long retired. Uh, so no, I'm 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 doing a young, a young core of not great players that I'm gonna hopefully build up and make better. So, um, Ryan, uh, for the sake of the podcast, because both you and Andrew have talked extensively about your uh, Madden uh, careers on here. Can you role play this FIFA excursion as Ted Lasso? <laughs> Probably not because I'm going to be competent. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to know what I'm doing in terms of like X's and O's and like I'm already setting up uh, my 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 preferred formation which is a 4-3-3 attack because I really struggle to get the ball on net. I feel like I can play great defense in FIFA but I'm not uh-huh. great at formulating attacks so I just basically throw everything at them. And eventually uh, break through and win one nil or two two nil. Um, so yeah, different styles than Ted Lasso, I would okay. say. But yeah, I also did finish Ted Lasso. That was part of 
my uh, breakouts, I guess. It was pretty good. It was yeah. a good show, worth watching. It's not like the greatest show of 2020 or 2021, probably, but good show. Uh, so, um, it, Is it just kind of like an episodic sitcom? I guess I never really asked about the structure. Mm-hmm. Was it? Oh. No, totally serialized. Um, I think, yeah, they, they come up with like plot areas and stuff. Okay. Similar to like episodic, but the, the story very much continues where it lets, leaves off every single episode. What, uh, what, what was the resolution to the main story? What even was the main storyline, I guess? Like how... Do you want spoilers? Uh, give, that... me spo- give me those Ted Lasso spoilers, man. We spoiled okay, Ted... Godzilla for you. <laughs> Ted Lasso spoilers. Basically, um, the plot of the TV show, the, the premise is that... Um, uh, a, 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 the wife of a billionaire soccer club owner finds out that he's cheating on her, divorces him, and then gets his football team, his football club, as part of the divorce settlement. Um, and then because she just fucking despises him and like he, he's a terrible human being, the only thing that she knows that he cares about is his soccer club. So she tries to burn it to the ground. And the big, the easiest way she sees to do that is to hire Ted Lasso, who went viral for like dancing with his players in the locker room after a, after a D two. He he coached Wichita State's football team, so like a, an FCS college team. Uh, and then he, he she hires him as the new coach of his football of of the football club, and um, he was successful. He like had just won the D two national championship and stuff like that, but in football and. Mm-hmm. Has no oh. idea what he's doing, and then there's like subplots like Ted is going through a divorce with his wife, and like it's that's like a character subplot, and then like you know he's slowly winning over everyone on the team, and even like the owner, he's like creating cracks in the armor and everything like that, and then by the end of the first season, she reveals to him like that she was you know trying to set him up for failure all along, basically, and everything like that, and like all the all the plots that she had done to try to like subvert him and everything like that. Uh, and then he, he like forgives her because he's like a super jovial, like super, like yeah. too nice of a guy and everything like that forgives her. And then they have to win a game against Manchester city in order to avoid relegation. And, or like there's a situation where they can tie and they set up the whole series where like he can never get used to, like tying being a, a result and he thinks that that's stupid and like mm. hates it it's like oh or we could tie and another team could win six nil uh and we would also avoid relegation and then uh it turns out that yeah like the other team did win six nil and they set it up so that like whoa they do some crazy play and it worked like the lasso where they like kind of line up like a football team and that like works out to like create a goal and then they tie it up with one minute left and then the player who had been on Ted Lasso's team but was cut as one of the owner's like uh, yeah. devious plots to subvert him and thinks that Ted Lasso was the one who did that to him, like gets everyone together, rushes and like scores a last minute goal to make them relegated. So now they're currently in the, the second division is where they're going to start next season uh, after after getting demoted, basically. So kind of the plot of the movie major league except they lose yeah they lose in the end of the first season and i mean that's <laughs> yeah that's tv that's modern tv you can tell Fair. a ridiculously long 
story, the overall arc of the season was, yeah, like him winning over the locker room slowly but surely. And like, even though they didn't necessarily win that much, they were able to have like some success and everything. And then, yeah, they fell apart at various points when she would undermine the team and everything. Uh, but yeah, now I guess the next season she's going to be aligned with ted and everything so it's going to be definitely a different dynamic even though like they were always friendly and had like a friendly relationship but in the meantime she was always trying to like make him fail oh so i guess they're just going to continue it's similar i feel like it's similar to the good place because you guys know the season one of the good place spoiler right? yeah like it's going to be like that where ted danson was secretly trying to undermine all the characters even though like on the outside they were super friendly and like you know had a good relationship with each other so it'll be like that where now in season two you know they'll just keep the main villain being super friendly and just drop the whole undermining subplots and i think that'll work for the relationships basically so and i imagine it seems like they're setting up the billionaire former owner to be the new uh antagonist in season two but hell yeah we'll see all right very good. And that will send us into the group chat. Uh, Ryan, Andrew, Andrew showed me. Not me. No. Oh, okay. Andrew. Jeez, I didn't write this. Ryan, Andrew showed me the Lance Reddick bit from the Eric Andre show because we forgot, we skipped over this. Lance Reddick is just kind of hanging out in the new Godzilla movie. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in, he's in two scenes and has one line. Yeah. And he's he's also doing his like British accent from John Wick. Yeah. Uh, nice. And we're like, wait, what the what? Like they never explain who he is. He's just like there and then he's like talking to the guy and then like they're making a plan. We're like, but who the fuck who is Lance Reddick right now? And then there's another scene where he's just standing next to one of the characters and they just leave that be. And then yeah, we, we got talking about, like, Lance Reddick and how he's, like, a, a good kind of underrated actor. He's in Horizon Zero Dawn. We talked about that for a little bit, uh, how I like his character in that video game. And then... About, hold on. We, talk, we also talked about how Lance Reddick is somehow deceptively fit. Yeah, no. Lance yeah. cut. Um, Bizarre. And then, and then uh, Lucas <laughs> had not seen his guest his appearance, appearance in the Eric Andre show, which is fucking incredible it's a it's a top five moment in that show that that is 100 percent the reason that i fell down the rabbit hole of the eric andre show you need a new desk yeah. <laughs> walks away when comes he, back fuck- out i wish i were lavar burton <laughs> when you fucking like you that's a genuine reaction from yeah it's just andre like oh punches his desk he's like <laughs> like he's legitimately afraid he's like, like he's an in- intense guy i guess yeah <laughs> if you can if you can out eric andre eric andre you've got my respect that's all i know like you he he legitimately had him on his heels and that is fucking rare when you watch the show it's uh it's a great clip i it how the hell did eric andre inherit the jackass mantle and how has he done so well with it it's it's so much better than jackass though because yeah so it's absurdist, you know? Right. It's not like, it's it's not the like, oh, just watch me uh, fucking hit my nuts with a hammer five times mm-hmm. and like everyone else laughs. Like it's, 
It's very much like just fucking absurdist humor at its peak. I'm not saying peak funniness, right? But at its peak, it is. It, the it, it's peak the of most absurd. Humor. Yeah, yeah. I, it might not be the most funny, but it is the most of what it is. Yeah, we've all laughed too hard at a bird up segment. Like, yeah, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 great absurdism and absurdist comedy for me gets to the point of physical illness relatively quickly <laughs> uh, and sometimes eric andre crosses that line but it's pretty rare mm-hmm. um auntie donna is i think a reason i like them so much is that they've almost never crossed that line for me like yeah. maybe once I... they've actually crossed that line into like i physically feel unwell because of the just overall vibe that i'm experiencing I, any um, any of this style of humor where the joke is that the, the guy just throws up that i'm not into it is, that's well, in eric andre a lot though yeah <laughs> there's plenty of that uh, eric like, andre I'm saying, for me it's not even like physical revulsion it's just a, a huge sense of discomfort and unease created by the universe that they've created within their absurdist yeah humor. it's like, it's the it's the feeling of oh, i don't like this <laughs> oh i really don't like this <laughs> Ugh. It's it's like, like almost almost like a cringy type feeling. It's not the same as it's cringe, so much but worse than cringe. Yeah. Cringe is just not funny for me a lot of the time. Where I'll just be like, okay, I'm just not laughing. Absurdism it gets into the uncanny valley of human experience. I feel like where you feel like you're in a fever dream and you're just like, I don't, I don't. I'm so disoriented. Yeah, the, the whole point is that this doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. but it almost makes sense. Like it's almost mimicking what we're currently going through is so is the reason we like the appetizer dinner party bit so much because it brushes right up against that line i don't think so okay i I like that because it's like a direct satire okay a direct parody of media that we've all consumed that's fair (laughs) i i I guess very low stakes i guess i don't fully yeah I, I, i don't think i've gotten that don't hug me i'm scared I like, like Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. Oh my it's god. It's usually, for a lot of people, the line. Uh, I, for me, yeah, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared is definitely crossing that line into I'm feeling physically unwell. I mean, I feel like the, the most extreme example where it's not even humor, it's just pure absurdism, is Eraserhead. Oh, uh, yeah. fucking movie. Like, that that will make you feel physically unwell. And it's, yeah, for that exact reason. Like, it's, it's a, you, you just feel so uneasy that your stomach gets tied in knots like it's like that absurdist humor can get to that level too but it's 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 not as uh pure mm. undistilled but no, I, I i found moments of don't hug me i'm scared funny but i feel like it also definitely got into the fucking terrifying yeah i i don't know i i I always thought the way they did it was artsy, so that was, I don't know, oh, that's sure. my half-assed defense of it, yeah. I think Eric Andre and Auntie Donna do that too. Huh? But no, I mean, like, green is not a creative color. I fucking quote that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> green is my favorite color, and every time someone mentions it, green is not a creative color. <laughs> 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 nightmare fuel Uh, speaking of i don't know what's a transition speaking of nightmare fuel this podcast listening to this podcast (laughs) 
that might be nightmare fuel to some, but this podcast is a dream and coming to an end, which means we gotta do a clap sync and move on to the wind down. What's Holy Saturday? Just the day in between Good Friday and Easter. Easter, yeah. Oh. I never heard of that. You know what? I know we probably did this last year and the year before, but wait, no, that we haven't been doing it that we probably said this last year, but like what are you doing, Catholics? What are you doing, Christians? Yeah, Easter, we celebrate the day Jesus rose from the dead. But also it's based on the cycles of the moon. But also this is the exact day when he came back from... I, whatever. What? I don't know if they ever say it's the exact day. Isn't it always like a little tongue-in-cheek of like, never celebrating it. Like Not in Sunday no school. No one knows when... Oh, in Catholic Catholics don't really do that? They... I'm like... I've, I've is, never heard them. I've never heard them talk about it's like this is the day. I think it's. I think it's more of like a almost like a Stations of the Cross thing where it's like you're supposed to go through the motions that Jesus did, and it's like that's why we do Good Friday and then Holy Saturday, even though it's not really a thing, and then Easter. It's like that three day process, and like and that's that's the whole idea is that you're getting that three days. I don't think it really has anything to do with the specific day. I think mm. they just always do it on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I, for- I feel like Protestants are definitely maybe a little bit more aware of, like, the fact that, no, we don't know. Like, yeah. definitely, like, Christmas yeah. for sure was, like, mm-hmm. we're just, we're just observing yeah. Jesus' birth. We have no idea when he was born. <laughs> I, uh, so, I don't know. In the fable, and yes, I'm calling a Bible story a fable. Cancel me, Christians. Go for it. Um, in the fable, when they go back to check on his body, I forget. Did Jesus, when he came back to life, did he move the boulder and it was empty? Or like when, when they moved the boulder, was his body gone? I, I, I want to know. Was it, was it both? I can't oh. remember. I, I want to say it was both. I'm going to Google it because I, I don't remember. Jesus I think it might be just depending God. on which gospel you're reading. I, I'm absolutely like, asking this question if Jesus came back with super strength. <laughs> I thought that it was that Jesus moved it because wasn't there like some women that like went to go visit the tomb yeah, and then saw exactly. that the stone was moved and then were like, holy shit, he's gone. And like, no, no offense, but they wouldn't have been able to canonically move the stone themselves, basically. Right, right. Or that, or then maybe like they come back to see it, and the stone is back where it was, and so then they have to move it again. I don't know, man. Jesus's tomb. Uh, tomb of Jesus. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Okay. There you go. I didn't get the significance of that because I, I kind of thought it would be more like, oh, the, you know, we put this stone here and it didn't move. And then later we moved it and then it was empty. But like the idea of <laughs> we came, it would be like I, the, the door of the house yeah. was open and everything inside had been stolen. That must have been an act of God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, it's, 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 it has its own Wikipedia article, Empty Tomb. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on it right now. Okay, yeah. The Empty Tomb is the Christian tradition that on the morning of the first day of the week, female followers of Jesus went to the place where he'd been buried and found the body gone. So, yeah. I, I remember, yeah, like, women being like, yo, mm. he ain't here, fam. 
And then, like, Jesus showed up in, like, their crib. Yeah. And, and they were like, how do we know you're you? And then he had, like, nail holes. And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't wasn't he supposed to be, like, a weird ghost god mode? Like, like didn't Jesus you go sickle You guys always mode? said that. I'm pretty I, sure that's Catholic shit. Like, yeah. I, don't think I, I, I thought it was, like, canon. I've never read the Bible. You guys said like, that shit a lot. Yeah. You've never read the Bible? No, never. Um... <laughs> So, I do You're remember... You're, like, the, the one like, that's I observing mean, some of these traditions. I, I remember still, like, the, the priest, at one point, talking about, like, someone said, like, what does Jesus look like? Because someone said, like, is Jesus white? And he was just like, no. Jesus was not white. And they're like, but doesn't the Bible say Jesus was white, specifically? And he said, no. <laughs> Why and the it, fuck would the Bible say Yeah, that? no. And he said, like, the only thing that the Bible ever talks about the way Jesus looked was, and then he described, like, when Jesus rose from the dead, he was, like, on fire and, like, like white as slate or some shit like that, and then had, like, lightning eyes. <laughs> Just crazy, <laughs> crazy shit. <laughs> and said he was, like, floating around and had la- laser eyes and was white as a ghost like that's like how they described him but damn jesus your super saiyan 3 form is weird yeah ba- basically um <laughs> but like i i don't know that for sure i've never looked it up have you like i'm i'm curious what you mean by this because i don't think that it's you've never read from a book that was the bible oh no you've like i that. i I'm, yeah i have done that yeah you've I've just never just... read it cover to cover is what you're saying. well i've never read it to cover to cover but i've also only read very 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 little of the bible it's like i went to sunday school and i didn't really care and i eventually dropped out of sunday school and then because i I just wouldn't really read the bible and then my mom got like really kind of on me and my dad converted to catholicism because he wasn't a catholic and so they're like, yeah, we can do both of you guys in like in an advanced, like really quick <laughs> course. So we went for like three or four weeks on like, you know, one day a week. And then they gave us a Bible and there was like not really a Bible study thing, but it was just like, and now, Andrew, you read that passage and you read that passage. And honestly, I, I read more of the Bible when I was in college and had to like infiltrate the, the crusader team. Yeah. As part of a uh, sociology project. True. Yeah. And so I went to a couple of their Bible study things to like take notes on it. Um, I can't. Mm. But like I've, I, I really very, very little. I, so. I'm sorry. We're going full tangent mode right now. Um, how much of a weird sexual edge was there to the crew, crew meetings, the crew shit, those interactions? Any? Um, in the, like, the small group sessions, none. Okay. But, like, in their big, like, weekly session, like, extravaganza things, those, those were fucking weird. And I don't know if the tension was sexual, but there was a very strange tension. Okay. It was, it was definitely very passionate and and engaged, I guess you would call it. Like, what the people on stage were doing. But it, I don't really ever felt... Maybe it's because I was just so uncomfortable with the whole <laughs> thing. But, like, I never really felt like there was, like, a sensual edge to what they were doing. Uh, sensual edge. It was, just, it was just that, yeah, they were very hardcore about all of it. There was a fervor that people usually reserve for, uh, yeah, d- d- different kinds of material. I get it. 
It was it was it was absurdist. It was uncanny valley. It was just <laughs> like just like, uh, why are we doing this right now? Why why do you all feel the way that you do about this dude hopping out of a box on stage? Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't oh. Huh. Ryan's been investigating. Well, I have I've been trying to get the the like that he was a fucking ghost person. I don't really see it. Like I'm pretty sure he's just a dude that had been crucified like i i I, that was definitely what i feel like we learned do we so jesus just pieces out after he tells his followers yep tell people i came back from the dead and that you should start a new religion based on that right yeah in matthew luke and john the resurrection announcement is followed by appearances of jesus first to mary magdalene then to followers Gospel of Matthew describes a single appearance in Galilee. Luke describes several appearances in Jerusalem. John mentions appearances in both Jerusalem and Galilee. At some point, these appearances ceased in the early Christian community, as reflected in the gospel narratives. The Acts of the Apostles says that for 40 days, he had continued to appear to them. The Gospel of Luke describes Jesus ascending to heaven at a location near Bethany. Hmm. So, yeah. And as always, they always differ because bunch of dudes decided let's make up some shit (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah the dude who the first thing he does after after coming back to life is visit a prostitute definitely died a virgin that that yep canon guys mary magdalene wasn't a prostitute by that point she was redeemed oh I mean, even read this. The portrayal of Mary Magdalene as a prostitute began after a series of Easter sermons delivered in 1591. (laughs) When Pope Gregory XIV conflated Mary Magdalene, who was introduced in Luke 8-2, with Mary of Bethany. (laughs) And an unnamed sinful woman who anoints Jesus' feet. So basically, yeah, they... Oh, shit. The the myth of Mary Magdalene as a prostitute isn't even biblical. (laughs) Oh shit! As this... always, as a lot of things in Catholicism, just it's a very old religion. He just he just starts improvising, and somebody's like, "Oh shit, this is good, right? This, right? This. Yeah, we wars have been fought over this. Yeah, and this is literally lost in translation stuff. Records of making it up. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. Is yeah, when people take it super literally, and it's like this is a translation of a translation of a translation. Like you. You really think the Bible was written in English, and then like sometimes they'll they'll even go to the like lengths of, no, because it's God's word and man has always been recording it. God was also, like speaking through the translators every time it was translated as well, and so like that is those but, English words are what God means. But we like, have well, what about the differences? We ha- yeah we have Bibles in English that have been written, like. 20 years apart that have significant differences <laughs> just god dude, changed his mind i, I was gonna say yeah is, man but uh, edgy i spit on the church that makes me feel good about myself and we hope this podcast made you listeners feel good about yourself if you liked it, you can actually like it, comment and subscribe or whatever you you do, depending on the platform you're listening to this on. 
Uh, check us out on Instagram and YouTube if you're not listening to us here already. Putting up some great highlight clips there that you definitely want to check out. Definitely the best bits of the podcast. Support us on Patreon if you're feeling generous. Help us keep the show going and join the likes of the terrific Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and sensual Richard Nixon. Uh, follow us on YouTube at V2... YouTube. On Twitter at V2 underscore podcast. Email us your questions and business opportunities. Voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at LucasTheWriter to keep up with all of my writing. And... Check out the Act Blue link in the description down below if you're able to help some great progressive causes. Good podcast. Good podcast, everybody. And good luck out there, listeners. Thank you.